Thank you, Brother Aaron. And as uh, with the earlier service, in the presentation, I wanted to thank Catawba Valley Baptist Church for your continued support for missions. Hearing all of your involvement with mission work, uh, it really warms my heart. Um, that's a pastor's dream, really. I mean, when there are so many churches in the world that are really not doing anything but uh, focused on themselves, their community, in, in their own little niche of the world. Uh, not saying that's a bad thing to take care of people in your community, but when a church loses this focus of why we are actually saved is to spread the gospel. Spread the gospel means wherever you are, means wherever he calls you, wherever he opens a door, wherever there's an opportunity uh, at the gas pump in Walmart or wherever um, in the mall. Um, <clears throat> but going to the mission field, I want to talk about that this morning. I think we're going to, are we going to do the slides now? Um, let's do that. Um, and I took some questions earlier, so we're going to show the slide presentation and I'll speak through some of these things, what Mission Link has kind of been involved in. There's no way I can, uh, with Mission Link having been in Uganda and Kenya for 20 years or so, there's no way to cover everything today. But uh, So Mission Link International, um, we're basically about the main objective always is to train up disciples, make disciples. Uh, the three main major areas, uh, as you see there, linking with the missionaries that are there. So teaching pastors in our uh, Mission Link Christian Study Centers that are mobilized now. They used to be located in one area of Uganda, in Jinja. And after being there for maybe <clears throat> 10, 12 years, they decided to go mobile. And so now they're traveling to different areas in Uganda. They've made it all the way up near the northern border of Sudan, and so right now there is a class going on there. Pray for them. Pray for that head teacher, James um, Abayawo. Um, so James A. Um, <clears throat> so he rides a bus for eight hours. Then he gets off of that bus and rides a, on the back of a motorcycle for, <clears throat> I think it's like two hours on a motorcycle because of the rugged terrain. He can't take a vehicle where he has to go. So eight hours bus, two hours motorcycle, just to get there to then sleep in a makeshift hut to teach for a couple of weeks before he returns back home to check on his family and stuff. So he is really dedicated, and he's one of our staff at, in Uganda. <clears throat> so uh, training, linking with missionaries, taking care of widows is one of our other big, uh, one of the three major objectives. So here are some of the recent projects. If you see... Um, where the widows, uh, I think this was in 2019, and um, I had the opportunity to, to be there. It's, as we do with almost every team, is we uh, distribute funds that the sponsors has a, have adopted widows, and we have a unique webpage now, and it's a praise report to, to give the information to you and report that six widows have been adopted just in the last month. So uh, great things are happening with Mission Link. 
And there are many more widows. These widows are caring for grandchildren. Either their own children have either passed away or they are nowhere to be found. And then they are having to, not only in their 70s and 80s, care for themselves, but now they have dependents. So we do that in two major villages, and we're about to enter a third village where Dr. Rick explained to me that there are over 100 widows in that village alone waiting to be helped. <clears throat> so with that, we stepped into a new project of making homes for certain widows that own their own land or a family member would own their land, which would then give us the freedom to go in and build a earth, an earth bag home. And so these are just those polyurethane feed bags filled with dirt. <clears throat> and in a circular method, uh, that was the original, um, I guess, plan. And so we're going to look at doing a square one. This was also, uh, we go in and find this particular church was in the video shown earlier. When we got to this particular island, the church is leaning in the very back left corner. You can see where it's almost leaning about to fall. And so termites, when they make them out of wood, just eat them up. So we had an engineer go to the island and we put up steel beams and then it's mortared now and with a new sheet metal roof and um, we, we were, we're praising in there every time we return <clears throat> in our island ministry. So we're always trying to help the churches to beautify the building, but to reach the lost in the community. And so one of the urgent needs, a lot of people say, well, there's, they had a lot of rains and um, they have good crops and stuff, uh, but not everyone in Uganda owns land and has a garden. So there are many right now that are going hungry, <clears throat> even in our widow's village. So I started a campaign about a week ago or so and have some people online giving. Um, and so we, we will buy rice and beans and uh, posha, which is the corn, corn maize flour, and we distribute them to those in need. And so we saw that in some of the video of the bags distributed, filling up the backs of the trucks. So that is a huge thing. It, it's good to build them a house, but if they're hungry, they need food now. And so that, that is more urgent and stress, stressing need right now. So uh, we have an upcoming trip, as Brother Aaron mentioned, in February the 3rd through the 17th. Um, there are 15 spots. We can add more if we go over the 15. Uh, but as far as booking and planning, uh, we can hold 15 tickets. <clears throat> and so the cost is 3000 And I'll be glad to speak with you what that's regarding and all. But uh, as you realize, fuel prices have gone up over the last year. Um, so I'm looking at a Kenya trip. I'm going to try my best when we're in Kenya in the next week and a half. We're leaving Dr. Rick and I and another um, Pastor Jackie Carver from the Bedford area, one of our directors as well. We're leaving this coming Thursday to go to Kenya, uh, Uganda first for about five to six days and then to Kenya the rest of the time. Um, so we're looking at a Kenya trip in June, June the 2nd through the 16th. So I'm hoping that's going to be more of a medical missions, but it's still it's always evangelism based. So that's just some uh, temporary, some, some important facts, I guess you could say, as far as what we're doing, what's coming up, um, the, the needs, as I mentioned, medical needs, the hunger issue. Uh, you, you guys are such a blessing, I would say that. Not only to Mission Link, but watching those videos earlier this morning, to those in South Asia, uh, to that um, family or couple in Sussex or the southern UK, 
Uh, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, because as your pastor mentioned, uh, even the church that I just stepped away from in order to step into this role in Mission Link, when people give, you have no idea. When, when we get to heaven, how many people may have been impacted by your $5, $10 gift, whatever it is. Uh, and we, it's great that we don't know because then we might try to take credit. It, it's good to think that the Lord is using all his resources um, because what we think is impossible, just remember, God will make it possible. And he's working whether we're involved or not. It's so, such a good, great thing to be part of that blessing and allowing him to work in and through us. So um, <clears throat> I just want to thank you for your continued support. I want to uh, ask for us to go and bow our heads in a word of prayer before the message. Um, and let's see, if we can go ahead and, and do that now. Father in heaven, Lord, forgive us of sin, first of all. Help us to remain humble as servants in your great kingdom work. Lord God, I just pray that not only, uh, not for blessings, but I pray, Lord God, for you to use us. Help us to submit fully unto you and your power and your, your plan for our lives. And Lord, help us to walk in that plan. You've, you've already planned out our lives. Lord, help us to step in that path and to go, whether it mean uh, to overseas or to down the street or even the upcoming trunk or treat. But Lord, let us be a part of the active growth of your kingdom here on earth and loving people as you have loved us. So Lord, may you show up and, and reveal yourselves through us to a lost and dying world. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation. Thank you, Lord, for what you did, the price that you paid on the cross. But thank you most of all that you are not dead, you are alive, and we serve a risen, living Savior. So we ask all this to bring honor and glory to the name above every name, and that's the name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, amen. <clears throat> amen. If you would, uh, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to be in Genesis chapter 12 for the start. Um, Genesis chapter 12, as you know, is the call for Abram, uh, or the call to Abram from our God, the God of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? The God of Israel. But this was his encounter as far as God's call upon Abram's life. And this is, of course, before he is then later on in Genesis renamed as given the name of Abraham, which means the father of many nations. So I'm going to read this as Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3, as, as the word of God says, Now the Lord has said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Wow, that's a really huge blessing. Uh, not only is it just all blessing, but it's even uh, protection. And the Lord God's telling Abram that even those that have come against you, 
I will come against them. I, even those that curse you, I will curse them. Um, and, you know, as Christians, we're not supposed to try to use that in our favor. We're still supposed to pray for everyone and love everyone and bless them that even curse us. Um, it's the Lord's battle. But I want you to see today this particular call. The blessing that was promised to Abram came after him being told to do something. Now, I'm not preaching salvation by works. Um, anyone that's ever heard me knows that that is not the case. I believe the whole entirety of the Bible, from Genesis through the end of Revelation. And, um, <clears throat> but we do have the Lord's call upon Abram. We have that same call upon every person in the Bible. In fact, um, they're told to go and be God's mouthpiece. They're told to go and to tell this person or go to this king and um, speak up and, and let the Lord speak through us. And it, just remember, if, if we're not willing to do that, God will use anyone, anything, any living creature, right? Even a donkey he can speak through. So, but he tells him to get up out of his country, out, of, out from his family, out of his father's house to a land I will show you. Now, it's kind of interesting that when God gives us a call, when God speaks to us or gives us a leading, we may have some kind of idea. It's kind of like um, answering the call to ministry in the year 2000 in my life, not in knowing exactly what that would look like. I had an image, but it was more of my perception and what I wanted than what God wanted. God doesn't really need to give us a whole itinerary laid out before us. You're going to go here, you're going to speak to this person, and you need to say exactly these words. Now, he does do that. We, we do read that often in the Bible, that he tells people, uh, go say this, right? Through Moses, through others, go say these things. And they do those. But many times, we're left kind of in in the darkness, so to speak, as far as, as far as what does God want me to say? Where am I to go? Uh, but he just says, go. In this passage, go to a land I will show you. So he doesn't even know where he's going, right? And, you know, bringing this also into context, you see it in many times, even once Moses brings the people out. Once Pharaoh falls under the pressure of God through the plagues and things that, is, that are brought into Egypt. And Moses cries out to, the, to Pharaoh or speaks to Pharaoh and says, look, let the Lord's people go. Let us go and worship our God. And he, he says, no, 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 right? Uh, and it looks like he's going to at the end, and he says, no again. And then the last and final plague where all the firstborn die in Egypt, except for those that were covered by the blood of the lamb, right, from the Passover lamb. <clears throat> and so, but where does Moses take the people of, of God? They, he, they weren't told. They, they were to go to the wilderness, and in fact, they got to the wilderness, and they're supposed to be going to a promised land. But again, he doesn't know. They're just going. And I, I want us to see today that, that that applies even to our lives in 2022, 
2023. You may not know where God wants you to go, but if you have that unction, that feeling, that, that pulling, that tugging on your heart, that God wants something of you. I, I, I've run into so many people, they say, well, I just don't know. And, and I, I'm going to break some rules right now in, in the uh, seminary teaching world of preaching. I'm going to use myself as an example in maybe two occasions. But in speaking about this, I was in a salesman job um, in one particular area of my life, one time span, and I was on a car lot in Amherst County. <clears throat> and I was wondering, why am I stuck in this job? Of course, it was some poor decisions on my part why I ended up selling cars, and nothing against people that sell cars. But the Lord used that time frame of a year, a year and a half, or up to two years that I was there. People would come, the Lord seemed to send me pastors or ministers or missionaries to that particular car lot, and I never sold them a car, but they came there with a specific message that really hit my heart. I'll never forget this one time, and I speak of this often. At one time, I was going out on the car a lot. I saw a car pull in, and just like a car smells in, I'm weaving through the cars to try to, you know, startle the person and, 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 and see what car they're looking at and try to sell them a car. And, and this tall gentleman turns around with this big, white, bright ball cap on with a cross, a gold cross on the front. <clears throat> and so he's an... Uh, and gentlemen, older gentlemen, elderly gentlemen, and I, I respect and say, oh, sir, I see that you're a minister. And I'll never forget his words. He says, aren't we all ministers? And I'm thinking back to the scriptures, even Paul covers that, that yes, we're all, we're all ministers of some type. So then I, then I start trying to justify where I am in my life and speak to him, and I said, you know, I I have felt this, and I have felt the call of the Lord, and I have felt like I need to go to college and get my degree and do this and that. And I'll never forget his words that pierced my heart. He said, son, you need to get out of the feeling and into the knowing. And I'm like, wow. I, I, I was just flabbergasted at that moment. And I was, you know, probably stood there in, in shock for about a minute. And then talked to him a little and went inside and it, it started raining or hailing or whatever. I'm thinking, you know, that's another coincidence that I don't believe is coincidence. But anyway, if, if I had time to share with you of a long story, it, it would take a, a dinner or something to, to share that. But anyway, I go back inside and contemplate that and I'm thinking, okay, I had to go to the Lord seriously and speak to him about that. And so <clears throat> there are times where we need to if you feel it, go to the Lord. If you've ever felt on doing what God has, you think is God is calling you to go do this, be a part of the church. As far as churches go, if you felt like maybe teaching Sunday school, speak to your staff, speak to your pastor. Speak. There, there's a reason why that tugging on your heart is to that area. Why? It's not that God needs us. But God wants to use us and speak through us and because God can do what He wants to do, right? God doesn't need me to be a pastor, to be a missionary, to be a head of Mission Link or whatever. But yet God has put that calling in our lives, in, in my life. And so stepping out 
not even knowing the, the details, stepping out into that. I want to share with you, I've got several examples, but because of time, I would have you just go with me and turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Now, and I apologize, if you have already covered this topic during your mission week, um, but the Lord led me to bring these two particular pieces of the Word of God. Acts chapter 8, starting at verse 26. Acts 8, verse 26. This is the uh, re, um, record of the Lord using Philip in an, what, what we seem as an unusual way, supernatural way. But what God says isn't really all that big and, and, and supernatural according to a holy God that can use us. So let's read through this and then speak about it. Now the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, right? A eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge over of all her treasury, and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. That's interesting. Philip isn't on a chariot. He's on foot. But somehow he is able to do this. He goes near. And, and so Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? And of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began, beginning at the scripture, preached Jesus to him. So now as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders or prevents me from being baptized? And then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Wow. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. And now when they came up out of the water... The Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing. And of course, in verse 40, we find that Philip was found in Azotos and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. This is an amazing encounter and, and just interaction by a holy God through the Holy Spirit, through Philip, and this particular Ethiopian eunuch, who is like the treasurer of the queen. 
And so here we see the exact same reasoning why Paul writes in Romans 10, like how can people understand, how can they hear the gospel? How can they call upon the name of the Lord and be saved unless someone is sent, unless someone speaks, unless someone goes? And Philip rises to the occasion. And many believe that most Africans today, the, the, the Christian hub, you know, a lot of people ask, well, why are you in Mission Link in Uganda? Well, it's like Uganda is kind of like the sending hub in that eastern central region where uh, they're sending pastors and trained pastors to Tanzania, to Kenya, and it's like they've been so friendly to Christians for so many decades. And so it's like it's, 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 there are places and areas, of course, that are more Islamic controlled, but the general overall country of Uganda is friendly. Um, it's just an amazing thing. So here we have, similar to Abram's call, we have Philip being told, what, what was he told? To arise and go and go down this road. That was it. And so he went. And when he was going down that road, what happens? He, he comes across this Ethiopian. He hears him reading the Word of God. He asked him a very simple question. Do you understand what you are reading? And he says, how can I unless someone explain it to me? So he you know, eventually invites Philip into the chariot. They discuss it. He introduces this Ethiopian to Jesus Christ our Lord. And this Ethiopian receives those, that information, that fact. That's, that's it. That is the call of sharing the gospel in a nutshell. You don't have to have a seminary degree. You don't have to memorize the entire Bible. You need to know who Jesus is, that He's Lord, and that you're saved, and that you love others. We, we love others as He has loved us. This is, this is so amazing at this particular Scripture, going and having the Lord use us in the going, in the going process. Um, now, I feel led to backtrack a little. Let's go to, let's see, the cause to be saved and to share the gospel that we have of course, you've got Mark 16, but everyone knows Matthew 28, right? Basis of, of going, the Great Commission. And so, <clears throat> in the Gospel of Luke, we have the encounter of the ten lepers, right? And when we read that particular scripture, let's see. It's that Luke, help me out, Pastor. Is that Luke 13? Seventeen, yes. Luke chapter seventeen. The ten lepers, as they were calling out to Jesus in verses eleven, and and so on. So Luke seventeen, especially when they call out to him, and they ask Jesus to have mercy on them in verse thirteen. They say, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Luke 17, verse 14, 
Jesus tells them something here. So when he saw them, he said to them what? Go show yourselves to the priest. Now don't miss out on the rest of this verse. It says, and so it was that as they went, what happened? They were cleansed. It's an amazing thing. The same as to Abram. I'm just trying to tie this all together. Okay, That's the whole goal of seeing that as we go, as we obey, as we trust, as they went, they saw that they were cleansed. They were healed. Of course, and in the rest of the text, there's one of them turns around, goes to the Lord Jesus, falls at His feet, and thanks Him. Basically giving Him worship. And of course, Jesus asked, where are the other nine? Right? But it's in the, the trusting, in the obedience of a, of a submissive person, a heart, that says, whatever you want, Lord. You, if you've called me to this particular task, this mission, this duty in the church, uh, this, this ministry in our community, whatever it is, it's in that trusting Him and doing it's not in the sitting still and sitting in our offices and, and saying, well, here we are. Here's this church. Everyone knows we're here. Um, they'll just come. Right? That, that old saying, I guess, from Field of Dreams, build it and they will come, that, that itself doesn't play out in ministry work. We need to go. We need to trust. We need to obey. That, those particular things, the same as Philip, by him trusting, by him obeying, by him heeding the word of the Lord and going and particularly walking down this road, running across the Ethiopian eunuch, <clears throat> the gospel was then shared. As I mentioned, many believe that many in Africa are saved and Christians today. <clears throat> but not just in Africa, a large part of the world. Uh, it's, it's an amazing thing as we are sending missionaries to other countries, as you are sponsoring, and not only sponsoring, but supporting and giving through tithes and offerings to the particular missionaries and several probably that you didn't have a video of today, um, it's interesting that I have found out in the last so many years, there are missionaries from other countries coming here. There are African missionaries coming to the U.S. to be missionaries to our areas and regions of America that are lost, that, that are not Christ-centered. Um, you know, northeastern areas, uh, and nothing against Catholics, because I know some Catholics that are born again. I do know that, because they will tell me straight up that the only reason they're saved is because they love the Lord Jesus, and it's not because of any particular church or uh, anything else, it's because of Jesus. And I'm thinking, wow, that's amazing. But you have uh, atheism and, and, and agnostics growing at an alarming rate in the U.S. And so there are reasons to be missionaries here. There, and, you know, covering what we've covered and going through the scriptures, there are so many occasions that we can go to and see where God told someone to go, to go speak, and this will happen here in America, too, if we obey, if we trust. This will happen here in, at Catawba Valley Baptist Church. This will happen 
uh, at the church down the road. This will happen where we need a revival and we pray for revivals. You know, as mentioned, we, we have like a great awakening, but it would be nice to see that. You know, it's happening. It's happening around the world. And so I'm thankful that you've invited me to come and speak, to share from God's Word. But more importantly, I'm thankful that you are being obedient, that you are obeying the Lord's call upon each of your lives. And maybe if being here today and if this particular word and hearing the videos and the, the, the praise songs and the focuses on us submitting to a holy God, allowing Him to work in and through us so that He can accomplish what He wills, not our will. We'd love for everyone to be saved. We'd, I would love for us to be able to care for every widow in all of Africa, but we can't. But all he asks us to do is just obey. Just trust him. It's like that old hymn, right? Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but through trusting and obeying. So <clears throat> I'm going to wrap up this message, turn it over to Pastor Aaron, and ask you know if, if there's anyone here that if you have not given your heart to Jesus Christ, because it really boils down to who is Jesus to you. It's hard to share him and him being Lord if he's not Lord of our lives. We, we need to love people as he's called us to love them as he's loved us. We need to forgive people, right? If they do us wrong, forgive them. Why? Because God has forgiven us. We don't hold anything over anyone. We need to uh, love others Simple, love others, share Jesus, and let Jesus do the work. Who saves? Jesus saves, right? I don't save anyone. The pastor doesn't save anyone. The church itself, we share Jesus and our love for him to others by loving them. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord Jesus Christ, I give you all honor and praise and glory. Lord, I would ask that as you be in the center of this place, this church. As we've gathered here today to worship the name above every name, Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray for your will to be done in every heart. Lord, whether you've called us to Guatemala, to Uganda, to Kenya, Lord, or just across the street here in our own neighborhood, let us just know that as we go, as we share, you're the one that's working. You are the one that's stirring. You, you, through you, Holy Spirit, are the one that brings conviction of heart, tenderizes our hearts. And so, Lord, keep us humble. Help us realize, Lord, it's nothing of us, but it's you in us. And so, Lord, thank you for that. I pray, Lord God, for those that we've mentioned earlier that have uh, illnesses or uh, in the hospitals. Lord, I pray that you would heal them as you are the great physician. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're the same God that called Abram to become Abraham, the same God that called Jeremiah to call Isaiah. You're the same God today in 2023. As it approaches us, Lord, may we go forth and step in your will for our lives. Lord, again, bless this church. Bless this congregation. Thank you, Lord, for their support. But, Lord, work in their lives so that you bring honor and glory into your holy name. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.